Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. This week, I'm with my dad. How you doing? I'm doing grand. Well, that's grand of you. Uh, so let's talk about the week that was in the NFL Week 14. Started off with one of the more amazing single-game performances you will ever see. Over 200 yards rushing, four touchdowns by Derrick Henry as the Tennessee Titans roll over the Jacksonville Jaguars 30-9. to um, And this was a game where Jacksonville, I mean, they, they they had a safety and then that was it until like just a... Just like, a, oh, yeah, we scored a touchdown, too, um, later in the game. And who quarterbacked for them, for the Jags? Uh, I believe that was uh, Cole, uh, Cody Kessler. He, right. he, he formerly of the uh, Cleveland Browns. So did they go from Bortles to worse? I mean, from bad to worse? But I think they kind of knew that. Like, he's not... He no, was, then why do it? Because, I mean, well, let's... If you were to look at... So if you look at Kessler's stats... He had one yeah. touchdown, no interceptions. He had one fumble loss, but, I mean... Well, that's what Bortles does. Right. But uh, I'm not going to blame Cody Kessler because he doesn't play defensive line. He doesn't play right. safety. He doesn't play linebacker. He doesn't give up 99-yard touchdowns on the ground? No, which ties the uh, the NFL record, <laughs> uh, Derrick Henry. And yeah. just one of the greater disappointments this year? Oh, I think the the greatest disappointment. I mean, they went from um, they went from basically a a um, early, championship game to well more than more than just a championship game. It, they if they if the refs didn't call a whistle on that fumble recovery, right. they likely could have won that game. And I don't know what would happen in the Super Bowl, but you know. We we remember the teams that make the Super Bowl, whether for better or for worse. We always forget the teams that lost in the championship games. Yeah, well, it is forgettable. <clears throat> it is, it is. But <clears throat> so yeah, so Jacksonville, Cody Kessler, all that stuff. But yeah, Derrick Henry, two hundred and thirty-eight yards rushing, <laughs> four touchdowns, which is unbelievable. Oh, it was it was too much. It was absolutely, it, it was ridiculous, and he was. Very rude and quite, and all those stiff arms he gave on that run, just absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, nobody wants to tackle anymore. And you, know, you stick your arm out and it neutralizes people. What, what kind of league is this? Uh, it's it's one where the basics, you know, the uh, the rudimentary parts of the game have sort of fallen to the wayside, and it's all about it's um it's the sizzle, not the steak. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Um, and what they're saying is, you know, the first of many battles, battles between, uh, Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. Um, this one comes out, uh, Sam Darnold and the Jets come out 27-23. I was half, I was totally expecting them to lose this game. I mean, Josh Allen, I think he had over like a hundred yards rushing or something. He was unbelievable himself. 
Uh, yeah, 101 rushing yards by Josh Allen. But yeah, that that was amazing, right? But two, one touchdown, two interceptions, kind of sealed it. And Darnold late in the fourth quarter puts them up ahead with a very nice uh, throw into the end zone. Um, uh, I, you know, I was I, I at the time I was like, all right, let's try to win this. But at the same time, I'm looking back like, you know, we're fighting for you know a top five playoff spot or um a top five playoff spot. <laughs> A top five yeah, draft pick. That's wishful thinking. Yeah, that's really wishful thinking. Well, a top five draft pick might help that. But I just want to, you know, I, I, I don't want to be out on the outside of the top five. You know, Can I, you trust them drafting? I don't know. Well, so far, Darnold's not terrible. Uh, the coaching's right. terrible. And look, hey, this is, and I will say this, as much as I get on bowls, and I think everybody else does, I think we can say there was at least some fight in this team this past week. In the Jets, there was some amount of pride, at least. Yeah, uh, there was self-preservation. <coughs> right, but, I, you know, not for bowls. That's the greatest motivator. Yeah, <clears throat> it's true. Um, Carolina takes another hit, 26-20 to 20 in Cleveland. Um, and jo- the head coach is now the, the entire coaching staff. He does offense, defense, you name it. Right, well, you know, he's t- yeah, he's taken... Play calling He's going to do all that before they send him packing. Right. Well, uh, you were just saying desperation. Desperation is a stinky cologne, and everybody smells it. <laughs> now, and don't forget, even with that loss, Carolina is still just within, I think they're the seventh seed in the playoffs, as in they are yeah, that, one. That's how bad the NFC is. That's how bad the NFC is. Well, that's but these a, people are alive. Right. Um, yeah, so they're um, a half game back behind Minnesota. Who, by the way, lost to Seattle twenty-one to seven, and lost their offensive coordinator, who was a darling. Right, it's true. Um, yeah. Now Zimmer can do everything. Well, but he's a defensive coach, and not every things have. And look, as much as I mean, Jacksonville's been the biggest disappointment. It's been followed by Minnesota. Again, they went to the NFC Championship. They won on a miracle. I think part of it, look, they thought they were going to get better with Cousins. Maybe not this year. Uh, you know, we'll see what the future holds well, for I was him. looking at a stat, and he's like 3-23 and 23 or whatever against the winning teams. I mean, he's a nightmare. He is. He is. But I, th- I think, quite honestly, I think they should have tried to re-sign um, Keenum. Keenum. I, and yeah. I, because there's just, yeah, there's just something. You get rid of that. It's... Like, he was part of that, and he was part of that whole run. Because don't forget, when he took over, that's when they started to win. That's, so all of that stuff was ha- happening with the help of him. And then that miracle, he was front and center with that. You know, But isn't their entire franchise just it can get only so far and they just can't get over the hump? They, 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 they can't, right? They lost four Super Bowls. Um, you know, no matter what what's handed to them, they they screw it up. Four Super Bowls, um, the greatest regular season in I mean, nineteen ninety eight for them. When I should say, yeah, the nineteen ninety eight season was uh, storybook, and hmm. just uh, just the way they lose, they lose on kicks, as well as you know, just all these other ways. You know, forty one to nothing to the Giants in uh, two thousand, like all of that stuff, just <laughs> not. Disappointing. Not as bad as the Jets, but at least the Jets have a Super Bowl. Right, the Jets have a Super Bowl. I mean, not in your lifetime. But <clears throat> mine. No, no. 
Um, uh, Co- Coach Aaron Rodgers, uh, as well as quarterback, <laughs> wins 34-20 to 20 over Atlanta. Boy, I mean, every day it just becomes more and more apparent that I was truly right in saying just get rid of everybody after that Super Bowl for the Falcons. I mean, Super yeah, Bowl well, fit- I, it stinks from the head down, and that coach makes horrible decisions. But now, like, it's almost like they're gunshot. Like, they really, they've got the yips. Like, it, it's an organization of just... Those who have like Vietnam flashbacks. There's no it's sense bad. of urgency. It's just just a mess all the way around. It really is. Um, we had another OT game, another overtime game. Kansas City holds on to beat the Baltimore Ravens, twenty-seven twenty-four, in a really good game, uh, including two fourth down passes by Mahomes, a no look pass. I mean, this well, guy. That one, yeah. This guy's yeah, absolutely many that he did. This guy, Pat Mahomes, is absolutely not only the rookie of the year, he's the MVP. Yeah. I mean, this is like Fred Lynn type stuff. He's the Fred well, Lynn. I mean, he, he does what, you know, you, you wonder why other, you know, it takes forever for other quarterbacks to do that. But his ability to look off and throw back accurately is amazing because, you know, people are watching the head movement, the eyes, the quarterback, and he really takes advantage of that. He has a maturity that so few have and takes forever to get. Um, another game, another game, so many games of the year, but this one had the finish of the year, and if not uh, the finish of all time. Uh, Miami losing to uh, uh, hosting the Patriots and losing with seven seconds left. Pull off a miracle lateral play. <laughs> Anybody can make uh, Belichick look bad. It was a fantastic, a fantastic day for me as a Jet fan. And just to see the Patriots lose. I mean, now they're two games behind Kansas City for the first seed. You know, if if they make it out of, you know, uh, and Houston, don't forget, Houston is also tied at 9-4. and four. They, uh, Even though they lose to the Colts 24-21. Um, well, that's a bit of a shock. It is. Look, I knew I knew Indianapolis wasn't going to get shut out again, but I, I, I'm not surprised because when you lose six to nothing to a terrible team like Jacksonville, you're going yeah. to make a statement game out of the next one. And it just so happened it was against. Well, Luck's that kind of quarterback too. Right, but it's not only not only it's divisional; it's against the playoff team in your division that you could make a step toward. I mean, look, they're two games out. I don't think that they're going to overtake Houston for the lead, but you know that was still a statement like, "Hey, we belong in the playoffs. We deserve to be there." And right now, they right. themselves, the Colts, are the seventh seed. But Miami holds on to their own playoff hopes by uh, with uh, and Belichick also looked very foolish. I mean, he is making some critical mistakes. And because they're not like, working, like what? Like putting Gronkowski out of there instead of Den- <laughs> Devin McCourty. I understand you want the hands team out there, but yeah. you're telling me that you you had to switch out Gronkowski for for McCourty. You couldn't like have. Yeah, but how did he lose traction? He fell down because he's not he's not supposed to cover. He's not supposed to cover to make a tackle. He's supposed to run his routes. He's not going to stumble running routes. I mean, this is this is a burly guy chasing after and trying to tackle. And don't forget, he doesn't tackle. His version of tackling is just throwing his body against somebody. And when you're true, doing that true. against a scat back, that's not going to work. Yeah. And so Ken Kenyon Drake, after the second lateral, takes it, weaving in and out of defenders and pulling off thirty-four to thirty-three. And he worked that sideline. He did. Miami always. It, New England always at home. At home. New England always has trouble going down to Miami, especially late in the season. Um, 
And yeah, and there was like eight lead changes in this game. It was a very close contested battle, but you know, Miami oh, showed back and forth, sure. Miami showed their medal, uh New England took a little stumble, so they're not going to host the NFC AFC Championship game if they make it no. that far. Um, but like I said, Houston is tied with them. They, New England needs to lose once more. And it's they, hard to repeat, though. It's, it is, but, you know, and here's what I'll say. You know, you talk about how the NFC is sort of weak. It's very top-heavy. In the AFC, it's, aside from Kansas City, it's even. I should it's say, deep, yeah. <clears throat> Kansas City and the Chargers. I will say the Chargers too because we have to put them at really at the top heap. Although they came close that was to my surprise pick going in, and they came close to losing this week, twenty six to twenty one against the Bengals. The I mean the decimated Bengals, but right, you know, what a what a backup quarterback. Yeah, that that was. But they they fight hard. They do, and but that's also good to see. Of course, they didn't cover the sixteen and a half. They were laying out, but you yeah. know, come see Kemsa. Um Denver loses in San Francisco, in San Francisco for uh, twenty to fourteen. That was a mild surprise. Yeah, it was. Um, and who I, quarterbacked for for the for the Forty ers Oh gosh, uh, I was going to say Gabbert, but I think that was like you know five Weeks years ago. ago. Yeah, um, Mullins, Mullins, still Nick Mullins. He's he's right. he's still running it up there. Um, the jo- uh, the Cowboys run. Oh, I think are pretty much even though. I mean, even though it's still tight at the top of the NFC East, they're pretty much running away with this. I mean, this is what, their fifth straight win, something like that? Fourth straight win? Well, I mean, that was just a shocking win. I mean, you know, the way that ball bounced at the end, they ran it in. And they needed that to cover the spread, too. <clears throat> they did. <clears throat> the deadline was three and a half. Yeah. 29 to 23, another multi-touchdown uh, performance by Amari Cooper. But they're but, also, you know, it kind of reminded me of what the Vikings did last year. You know, like when they grabbed that ball and ran it in, right, Diggs, at the end, where yeah. they with that blown tackle, miracle, Minnesota, right. And then look what happened after that. You know, it's almost it's almost you know set up for a letdown. In fact, I like the Colts over them this this week. Yeah, we'll get to this. I, I, I don't think you can take that kind of um, you know stuff on the road. I think it ends in Dallas there. Uh, I I can understand that, and also it just shows you how how much of a fall. Even though Philadelphia is is in the eighth spot, they would have to leapfrog Carolina and one of I the two think teams. It's over for them. I think it is too, and especially now that news comes down that Wentz is going to sit out this week, possibly even for the rest of the season. Uh, their Golden Tate trade just looks yeah, terrible. Yeah, but what's too. with that bad back they're talking about? And they're, oh, they're, you know, not saying it happened in practice, not saying when. I mean, if they've been hiding that. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Well, we'll never know, right? Because you never get a straight story. I don't know. But uh, he's been hurt, what, every year, even in college? Yeah. I look yeah, at So he hasn't put a full season in yet. No, of course. Well, he's only two years in. This is his, what, third season, I think? Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and boy, everyone marred by injury. That's right. Oakland, uh, now that it's fully run. By John Gruden, now that uh, Reggie McKenzie, the GM, or former GM, he, is now He gone. got canned. Yeah, and look, he knew it. I mean, look, this was Gruden's team. Yeah, but I thought he made all these great moves getting all these draft picks. Right, but then again, when I'm looking at like his history, he traded away all these draft picks when Hugh Jackson was the coach to get Carson Palmer. Like, and that didn't, like, so he's, he's not as great as we'd like to think. It's just that Gruden... Has a track record. But they just beat the Steelers. How do you get fired over that? Well, twenty-four to twenty-one on a 
botched uh, field goal by the uh, Steelers kicker. And now the Steelers kicker was signed for like millions. I mean, they're paying this guy like incredible money. And right now, as a kicker, Pittsburgh, thanks to that tie in week one, they uh, they're only a half game ahead of Baltimore. They're still well, at you. You've been you know preaching their demise, but it wasn't in the first half. It turns out it looks like it's in the second. Well, those first couple weeks was was looking pretty good, and then they went on a nice like five game run or so. But now this is this is a three game streak. They're falling back. You know they're at seven wins, so well, my... they can't run the ball now. I mean, who who do they have? I don't even know these people. Jalen Samuels, he's a uh, he's great. From where? Where where is he from? Uh, well, I know he was a former. He's a converted tight end, and they have a uh, Stephen Ridley, I think, the former Falcon, as their third string running back. And then Connor might come back this week, but they're not saying for sure. And in uh, finally to finish off the week, even though Detroit beat uh, Arizona seventeen three, but who cares? Uh, in a in a possible playoff matchup, uh, Chicago hosts the Rams. Uh, Fifteen Fantastic. to six is your final, including a safety by the Bears. I mean, defense rules supreme. And Todd Gurley. I think this is the week that that defense actually mattered in a few games. Well, I mean, I mean, it was just a crazy week to begin with. You know, we talked about the Raiders, and we talked about oh, don't forget the Giants smashed Washington. Uh, I think they were up thirty-four to thirty-four to nothing by halftime. Finished it up forty to sixteen, including a pick-six by the Giants. Yeah, but look at this quarterback that hadn't hadn't played since twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah, I forgot he even existed. They took him off the the, the scrap heap. Yeah, the Giants are five and eight, but I mean they can't get any better than that. But yeah, the Bears. No, but but haven't they played? I think they played four teams with backup quarterbacks. Yeah, for, for their wins. Right. Um, like I'm not surprised. I don't like even though they're five and eight. They're technically they're in the hunt. No, no, not even, no. not even close, no. not even close. Um, the backup quarterback stunk. Oh, they all do. Well, they all do. Yeah. But, I mean, the only thing he could elude was the police. Yeah, and he can't. He definitely can't elude his. Uh, you know, Mark Sanchez can't. Of course, we can't. We know he can't uh, elude oh, his. He's horrible. The rear end of his. Uh, it's over for him, right? Offensive line. Well, after this year, yes, this is his. Where last do you find that work? I don't know. And, and, and besides, they, 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 you know, they're not practicing getting hit, that's for sure, quarterbacks. No, no. Well, that's why they wear the red jerseys and practice. Don't hit me, don't hit me. There you go. So anyway, Chicago wins 15-6. to six. Todd Gurley, if anybody had, just to hop over to fantasy real quick, if anybody had Todd Gurley in the, because um, this past week for a lot of leagues started uh, the playoffs in week, right. uh, what was week 14, a lot of playoffs started that week. And the majority, the vast majority of teams in the number one position in those playoffs and the number one seed have Gurley on their team. He's sure. the mo- most common player amongst all first-seeded uh, fantasy teams, and he laid a goose egg. I mean, this. Uh, yeah, I how mean, many yards did he did he get to sixty? No. No, I don't like combined. No, he did not get thirty nine. Was something something ugly. He had thirty. He had a thirty some odd yards receiving, and I think twenty some odd yards uh, rushing. He had zero wow. touchdowns, and I mean, this was a guy who was in the conversation for MVP. But now we have to take that away from him. Twenty eight yards rushing, and he had thirty yards receiving. So he was at he was at fifty eight. Um, he averaged two and a half yards a carry. I mean, that's just not going to do it. He was shut down. He was absolutely shut down by this bare defense, and it helped it was in Chicago. Now, I don't want to say that the Rams took their foot off the pedal. 
and I also I think it's two ways. I think that they were I think the Rams were trying, but being thoughtful, you know, for half the game their their center was out. He was looking a little concussed, getting kneed in the back of the skull. <laughs> and but also the Bears defense in December in Chicago at night, I mean that that just had that just had cold and and raw and just pure yeah, it defense. Was fun to watch. It was. It was. A, it was a really, really good game to watch. So they're they're human. Oh, they're Rams. they absolutely are human. Um, I don't think that's going to keep up for the rest of uh, the regular season. And uh, you know they'll have their day. They're going to have a week off because they they clinched the playoff berth and they've pretty much clinched um, uh, by. Although with that loss, that now puts. Um, uh, New Orleans in the first position uh, due to a tiebreaker. So right now the Rams are in the second seed. So the Rams can only hope that they win out and that New Orleans wins at, loses at least one of these games to help them out. Well, they're playing the Panthers two out of three games. I thought that was interesting, New Orleans. I was looking at the schedule. Right, and as we said, desperation and whatnot. So Carolina can get, I Carolina has to win at least one of these games, not just to keep their season alive, against New Orleans, but to play a team two out of the two out of three times to end the season. I mean, there's a familiarity yeah. there. Like that's that's very hard to. That's like that's like trying to sweep a doubleheader. Like it just, it, it it's yeah. very difficult to do. Well, let's talk about the this upcoming week. Uh, what are your best bets for this week? Well, I'm liking the uh, the Colts against the Cowboys. So the Colts, Colts at home. Yeah, Cowboys got to take the show on the road. I mean, they're 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 was the phrase high as a kite. Indianapolis laying two and a half to Dallas. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Dallas does have a good defense, and there. I look, Amari Cooper there has been uh, a rebirth. For not only him, but for that offense, because it was too one dimensional. So, but I could see what you're talking about. You know, the well, you know, taking the Cowboys on the road, it's a, it's a different scenario, you know. All right. Uh, so I'm liking, I'm also liking the Rams against the Eagles, and um, fortunately, that would have been, you know, a great matchup because we know the way the draft went. Right between Goff and Wentz. Yeah, so, so a... we'd like to see them pair up, right? And last last year when they faced each other in L.A., um, that was where Carson Wentz uh, blew his knee out and had to sit out the rest of the right. season. So, yeah, and that's the Sunday night game, too. I think the Rams will bounce back. They're laying 12 and a half. That, that line seems a little bit too big. I mean, I understand Ooh, why. 12 and a half. I got it at nine, but that was... Uh... That was Monday. Yeah, no, no, no. Because I'm sure everybody started putting their money down, and they were like, "Oh boy, let's you know we have well, to reach." Well, and then this Wentz injury, right? That really changes things a lot. But does Foles help them? I mean, you know, it worked last year. It worked last year. Um, maybe to cut, maybe to cut the deficit. You know, I, 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 nine sounds a little better than twelve and a half. I mean, geez. But that, but that defense in LA, I can't picture that. The, the, you know. The secondary of the Eagles holding up. No, I, mean, I think you know they got lucky with the Redskins. I think they did, and I think that not only that, but I think that the way the Bears held uh, Aaron Donald in check um, is not going to happen again. I think he's going to he, he's going to run wild against Philly. You know, I think he's going to oh, no, cause a lot they of. They don't happen. have the running backs like uh, like the, uh, the like the Bears have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I they agree. don't have that type of speed. No, 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 no. But yeah, so all right, so you like, 
So like the Colts given two and a half. You like the Rams at what you had was nine, but uh, now is twelve yeah, and a half. Climbing, yeah. Any others? Uh no, that's enough. All right, I will say that uh, the Steelers are hosting New England, and they never. Mike Tomlin cannot figure out the Patriots, and he hates them, as we well, know. From, I think they're zero and five. As he, as he, as we heard from Antonio Brown's uh, post game. Uh, <laughs> Uh, locker room uh, uh, Snapchat or Instagram video about two years ago. Yeah, <clears throat> we're Tomlin side. We hate the I hate these guys. Um, so yeah, so I and I think that New England off of an embarrassing loss like that will not let anything happen uh, to put them in the loss column again. So I think that Pittsburgh. Well, now, well, they're the favorite, and I don't usually like teams that are favored to second road games. Well, so they lost to Miami. Now right. you got to bounce back here. It's you know it seems likely. You were saying Connor could play. Connor could play, but even if he did, I mean, the right. Patriot Patriots. Well, without were... him, I think that's that's a, that's a huge problem. Right, and also New England's only given one, which I don't think is that as much. Like it's basically a pick'em. Well, yeah, they flipped it, right? I think so. Yeah, because um, Pittsburgh was the favorite. Now, if that happens, which you know I'm saying it might, that then moves Pittsburgh. That's another loss that moves them to six and se- uh, seven and six and one. And the Ravens face the Buccaneers, so I think that this could be the week where the Ravens overtake the Steelers <clears throat> this now, week. Now, what do you make of Lamar Jackson? Um, Replaced in Flacco. Well, and that he is going to start this week, even though he had a he had a at the end of the game last year he had to pull he had to get pulled just before the final play and have RG three come in and run a. Uh, just not a really good pass. Um, but speaking of not good passes, Lamar Jackson, he's just, he's not a good passer right now, but he's what, got legs, not all. <clears throat> he's got legs, but also what he does to the team. Like he opens up an option. And especially when you, that's, it's like bringing in a relief pitcher, you know, especially one who just throws straight gas after yeah. having to deal with a junk baller all game. Well, you know, it worked out well in a way. I mean, even though they lost, but I mean, they were running the ball with tremendous success straight up the gut. I mean, that tells me that Kansas City, I mean, as great as Mahomes is, I mean, unless it's a track meet, how, how are they going to win? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, Baltimore. Right? I mean, they, they, they were guests up, numerous times up the middle. Well, look, Baltimore is going to, this. these last three games, it's really going to test their mettle. Because they've got uh, home against Tampa Bay, which could turn into a track meet. They're at L.A., who, even though they're pretty much in the playoffs, you know they're still going to be fighting. And then they finish off uh, at home against Cleveland. And Cleveland, I mean, they're not a playoff team, but they have improved vastly. And yes. I, I think that that... That would be something interesting to see how they would play. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh, if I look at their schedule real quick, of course they have they're hosting New England this week, and then they are at New Orleans, who and New Orleans is still going to play because they're going to be fighting for that first spot, sure. and then and then they're well, they're, his teams always play. They don't take time off. No, and then they host Cincinnati. I'm sorry, they're going to lose two of those games. Great. I think the Steelers are going to lose two of these games. And, I, you know, I can't count, uh, you know, the game against the Bengals that might be a playing game for Pittsburgh. Like, at this point, it, yeah. So we'll have to see exactly what happens with that. Um, you know, I, but I, I see them probably winning that game. And I got to, 
I mean, at that point. But I don't think they beat the Chargers, the Patriots, no. or even Kansas City. So, no. you know, you got to put them way down on the list there. I think so. Um, moving over to college football really quickly about college football. Uh, Army beat Navy. Go Army beat Navy uh, for, like, what, their seventh year, eighth year in a row, something like that. Um, yeah, it used to be the other way around. It used to be, but uh, the triple option just doesn't, you know, doesn't hold the Not same. Not working anymore. Now, although the game was close within seven points, which is what you want to see. Um, but beyond that, and uh, of course, uh, Kyler, Murphy, Kyler Murray, the soon-to-be A's farmhand, wins the Heisman Trophy over uh, Tua. Yeah, and I thought <clears throat> that that would be a negative that he wouldn't be playing pro football, but I guess it's a safe pick because he can't really... Um, make you look bad because he's not going to be playing in the pros. But not only that, I mean, how many? Tro- not all husband trophy winners, you know, do see, excellent in the pros. See Johnny Manziel. Well, that's uh, the more recent one, yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, that's one we can point to and say, like, well, what's wrong with you? But not only so you pick him, and then he can't lay an egg, right? But not only that, uh, Murray. First of all, Murray had to face a lot tougher competition than Tua did. I mean, Tua was, he was only in the conversation because he never, he didn't lose any of those games for Alabama. Plus, he was pulled at the halftime. You know, yeah. part of it was injury, yeah, but... That doesn't make it. Yeah, right. You're right. What, that, what, that's what, a bad, bad visual. What Heisman Trophy gets benched, yeah, injury aside, he wasn't exactly playing lights good out. Point. That's a good point. But I think the bigger story here in all these bowl games of college football coming up is that you got guys that aren't going to play. The LSU quarterback's not going to play. Um, who else? West Virginia. Guys that aren't going to play. Greer, it Will happened, Greer. It happened in years past. Right. right. Well, Javon Clowney. More recently, right? Javon Clowney has been the one to really um, start that trend. He was like, I'm going to sit out the game. What does it matter? Not only does it well, not matter. you had Fortnite. You had, you had a bunch of guys that have done that. Right. That have done that. Well, which then leads to the next step I want to bring up. You know, you have these guys sitting because what do they care? It's, you know, you get, first of all, you get ready for the big prize, which is a paycheck in the NFL draft. And, you know, so you don't get injured for a meaningless game in which you get, you know, a game console and, you know, a Visa gift card. We'll go over the swag in a future episode as well. But if you're a quarterback, you're the team leader. I think you should play. Well, and these other players, I understand. Well, you're not going to see anybody from Central Florida sit because that's that's where pride well, is important. Their quarterbacks hurt. Right. But if you're a Power Five conference, you're on to the next thing. You're on, yeah. you know. Tradition only matters until, you know, there's a job opportunity over there. But yeah. so, well, so, Are there number one draft picks on that team? Where? Central Florida. I don't, I don't think so. Okay, so what's to risk? No, but it's not so much to risk. It's they have something to play for. They yeah, disrespect us. They, we're on a, you know, 20, 26, 25 game winning streak. They don't think we're, you know, this is a team, this is a, a, a university that had a their own little, and I love, I love the fact that they did it, but their own little um, parade, ticker tape parade around campus right. because they were undefeated. And, you know, even though Alabama was crowned national champion, who's to say they weren't a national champion either? They had the same record, you know? So there's something right. to it. But all of this kind of leads back to what I wanted to talk about, which is the Big 12 commissioner said that it's, quote, appropriate to start thinking about expanding the college football playoff, which I've been screaming about for years at yeah. this point. Well, that's, and no matter what they expand it to, there's going to be a line that you drop down to, 
And then that person's going to say, well, you should be bigger so I can get in. Right, but, you know... Everybody wants the big tent when they're not included. Right, but to tie it back, what we're talking about, about all these players just sitting out, I'm going to wait for my next thing. That's not going to stop that. No, but but what I'm saying is that if you have a team that's on the cusp, like a a West Virginia, a Greer, or an LSU, I mean, if I recall correctly, LSU is, I think, like... You know, tenth, you know, ranked like twelfth yeah, or something. And that, and that quarterback's not going to play, right? So what you do well, is that's great. You're invited to the party, and you don't play your best guy, right? You know, but how does but, that help me? But what party is it? Like this is like you know a school dance party when there could be a rager somewhere else. So what you <laughs> but what you do is you change the bowl, and this is what I would love to see. You change the early bowl games, the Beefo Brady Bowl, the St. Petersburg Bowl, whatever you want to call them. Those first group of bowls into the first round playoffs, and then those those teams you 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 get out of those you get out those you know bubble teams that oh you know we got invited you cause those teams who are actually in the playoff in that first round in those early bowls to play you take your month off to do quote you know to do finals but let's be honest they're not really doing oh, schoolwork. Well, that's why they have. That's why the whole month of December. Well, that's they that's a heck of a process. Well, what process? You just got to change something. All you have to do is all you have to do is tell these bowl people and tell tell anybody in a suit who has to deal with college football, do you want to make more money? Because the answer will be yes. And so this is the first step. If a commissioner of a Power Five conference, which the Big Twelve is, says, you know what, we should start thinking about this, that puts everything in motion yeah. well you know what you get so many games i mean think of yourself you know you got a life to live you got a family you got the holidays i mean who has time to watch all these things you know i don't, i'm trying to think do i ever get to watch one entire ball maybe i'll watch the championship game right but the, you great... know, the whole thing but you know all these other games I, you know i take a peek right i, I see a quarter maybe i you know you, you can't but all oh, the great thing about these bowl games are they're they they're nestled around the late December time, the right. holiday time when you're with family or you're at a party. And what do you do when there's a party? You put something on in the background. All right, well, yeah, you know, it's starting it's to... night and day. I mean, it doesn't end. Right, but you just put it on and it's on in the background. If you want to pay attention, you can. If you don't, and then it's a conversation starter. Hey, he's going to be... have a lot of uh, good bands out there. I'll give them that. No, exactly. Fair enough. And, and there's nothing wrong with watching that stuff. No, no, absolutely not. So that's college football. Let's move over to baseball. And boy, howdy, are things oh, really, heat, really heating up? Um, so the well, the talk of uh, Major League Baseball and hot stove uh, fans everywhere was the possible three way trade between the Mets, Yankees, and Marlins, which would have had the Marlins uh, uh, hot catcher uh, J T Realmuto possibly going to the Mets, and. Right. Have Noah Syndergaard go from the Mets to the Yankees, and then oh, that would be a nightmare. And then have somebody like Andujar or Gleyber Torres go to the go to the Marlins, but it seems to have fallen to the wayside. But I love that Brody. Not only is Brody coming up with all of these scenarios, because first of all, as I said before, I love the trades. Like it, a signing, like it's just it, it feels like nobody ever gets a good deal out of a signing. Nobody said, "Wow, we signed him for under market value and we got above market, you know, production." It's always the other way around. But not only that, as a Met fan, he made Jeff Wilpon come with him to the GM meeting. 
I mean, if that doesn't show you how much Brody is putting into the job, where he's making he's making the guy who's going to quote unquote call the shots. Like I mean, because from whatever you hear, Jeff Wilpon is the one in charge, you know, behind behind the scenes. All right, you come with me. Then let's 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 do this together, so I don't have to be ripped apart by the New York media. Um, would you want to bring Wilpon anywhere with you? Um, if it forces him to, you know, stop being maybe, a maybe maybe go visit visit Bernie in the big house. <laughs> no, well, no. I mean, come on, Fred what, can what, do what, that. You know, Wilpon. I mean. But I'd leave him home. But but that at guy's the, done more to mess the Mets up than anybody. But that's the thing. So you give him. What, he's going to give him an education. What is he bringing his checkbook? What's no, he bringing with him? No, like Should, really. You well, can see how I do my job. What? Well, part of it, yeah, because this is a guy who's telling Pedro Martinez back in two thousand five. Hey, it's I know all, your arm hurts, but throw the ball again. I don't think there's any substance there. No, but but it's it's the. Act of him giving the response, like it, it shows he's they're serious. What, well, it shows show he's me? serious, which is finally something the Mets have somebody who's serious about it, not somebody. Well, who, but they just could not have got two guys that uh, that don't like to run the bases. I don't know. I'm not impressed. They're going to have to prove something. Well, well, you know, and, and I was a Mets fan in 1962. I understand year old. that. I understand that. But I'm also, a what, little bit disgusted. Right, I'm, but I'm, I'm back to the you show me first. Well, okay, he's showing you, but would he be able to show you if he did nothing this off season? No. Okay, so so but something had to be done, and at the very least, you are now you're now making other agents and other teams. I think what the best thing he did is not get rid of the pitching. Well, right. So it's not so much what he did; it's what he didn't do that's great. Right now, and there's also. There's also the um, Met fan, you know, theory that Brody is also. Don't forget, he's an agent, and agents no, and lawyers and all of them. That. Well, they're but they're also very good at, you know, you know, putting out the PR well, it's stuff. Like a bank, to me, it's like having a bank robber work in your vault. Well, what? How else are you going to know if the? How else are you going to test the vault <laughs> system? But that's going to no, count your money. Right, but at the same time, how are you going to know yeah. it's, it's okay? Let, 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 let's see what they do. You know, I'm going to give them a fair chance. Right, and so right yeah. now, so it seems like the the three way trade has fallen to the wayside. It's not likely Great. to happen, but it has also put the Mets because now you're hearing a lot more of the other catching um, free agents names come up. Um, yeah, as possible, like actually might go through with it. Now, also, if the Mets were to trade, go through with this trade, that would also mean that Nimmo would leave or Conforto or one of the two, which would leave right. an opening in the outfield for possibly spending money on Bryce Harper. I mean, the and the fans love McNeil, and then this guy doesn't have a job. No, McNeil has a job. He's where third base. He's gonna play third base. Okay. It's either him or Todd Frazier, and guess which one doesn't get hurt? Well, what I heard from the, the you know the people that speak for the Mets, it's Frazier's job to lose. And guess what? Well, okay, so that means where does McNeil go? He's going to play first base. Where is he going to go? Back up? He's going to play in the outfield? Wait, what? McNeil will play third. He absolutely will okay. play third. Okay. Then why why did why did, why does the uh, powers that be say he's not? 
It's not they're saying he's not. It's saying that, okay, here's Frazier's job right now. But guess what? You got the spring. He's a year older. He's coming off an injury. This is a guy who will get injured. Frazier will absolutely get injured. He will go through a slump. And oh, but, okay. but Frazier... So he'll get the job by default. He, he's going to get the job. He's going to play. Just the Mets do whatever they can do to piss the fans off. Well, right now, aside from you, Dad, there are a lot of Mets fans who are happy. And excited. Okay. So I'm just okay. saying. And right now, that's kind of what we want. We want excitement. Because it's cold out. You know, for so long, <laughs> we've seen the Yankees get all the players they want. So now right. it's our turn. So there's just, there, there's something to that as no, well. No, on to the Hall of Fame. Uh, you mean the, so <laughs> the MLB Hall of Fame, which had its um, ma- uh, today's game voting, in which modern day players, because there's four, there's like, uh, uh, modern era, you know, like yesterday's. It, it they sound like they sound like DVD like sets, like yesterday's classics and like mm-hmm. early early ball. Um. So yeah. So they had the modern uh, the today's game uh, candidates and both Lee Smith with sixteen out of sixteen votes and Harold Baines get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So this is another case of drop the bar. Because these guys are borderline, so okay, now they're in. Now the bar drops more. I mean, it's 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 an all star. I I don't that, that these guys aren't the best. I mean, if you have to wonder, do should they or shouldn't they? The answer is they shouldn't. And I don't. You know, dis- it should be obvious to everyone. Lee Smith is what? You know, the, the best I heard a Tory say. Oh, he wants the ball every day. That's not what I hear about the greatest that ever played the game. No, and at the time, at the time of his retirement, he and did... And Baines, give me a break. Well, Baines is that, um, you know, quote-unquote professional hitter, and he played for... No, he, he played in Chicago. That's why he's in there. Well, that's part of... the owner's on the committee. Right, yes. So the other thing is part of these, um, these eras, these, um, you know, basically anybody who... Were was not inducted their first go around. They get a second chance. It's like letting it's like you know having a uh, you know your uncle in the carpet business. You, know, you get a discount. You get to get in. Well, that's true because uh, it's made up of members of the Hall of Fame, like living Hall of Fame members. Depending on when they played and who they played with, get put onto these committees, and then these committees decide who go in. And no, look. I don't disagree about Harold Baines. I don't think Harold Baines, I, and I liked him as a player watching him. Oh, boy, when you look at the final stats, you're like, oh, yeah. Well, he was, he was a, a, a compiler. There's no doubt about that. But, but Did he ever carry a team? <clears throat> no, he was a Scottie Pippen. He was baseball's version of Scottie oh, okay. Pippen. But I do. Oh, that's, he's an all-star. But I also think that it matters to, it's also interesting to point out, Lee Smith got all 16 of the 16 members voted on him, which is very interesting. I mean, there are, there are pretty much, like Mariano's not going to get 100%, and I'm not... What? He's not... There's already been somebody, because don't forget, now that the ballots are out, some writers are... Mariano? Mariano Rivera. One the only ri- knock I have on him is what he's doing today. You we, know, uh, he's a pitch man for these uh, finance companies. Right. Which, which to me is a little degrading for him because he's a classist act that uh, I probably ever saw in baseball. Well, there's already one. Look, you know, there was somebody who didn't vote well, for who him. Who could be against him? 
there was a writer they found. I didn't. I didn't have the. I didn't have. I didn't even uh, care because. Well, he the, probably just wanted to make a name for himself. Well, there's part I of thought, it. I thought it was secret the ballot. It's, but writers are a lot. Well, it, it's you know they because they've done that the last couple of years because there's been all this uproar about sharing your vote or giving your vote away to somebody else. Like, oh, you know, I forget which writer. I think it was a writer in like Kansas City or Florida. And he he has like a friend, like a barber, and they would always talk about it. And he basically, like him and he, and this associate of him, who's not a writer and who's not part of the the Baseball Writers Association, come up right. with with who they're voting for together. So that's basically like giving up your ballot. Like there was one writer in the past who went on Twitter and said, "Hey, I, uh, who do you think I should vote for? You tell me." Which and so those. Th- that and some other members have had their votes taken away. Be- well, that, that, that's what we do on the all-star ballot. Right. But, you know, of course, the higher standard of the, you know, it's funny, the higher standard of the Baseball Hall of Fame, and yet, you know... Eh, well, their standards are lowering. Well, of course they are. But they but they also have been forever. I heard a, um, I heard a, a stat, Bill James said in like 1924, like 56% of all at-bats taken in 1924 was taken by a Hall of Famer, which is just an outrageous stat when you think about, like, so many, like, half of Major League Baseball in 1924 were Hall of Famers. Like, that should... should... What was that, a six-team league? Well, 12, I think. (laughs) They didn't have much to pick from. No, they didn't have much to pick from, but you're you're telling me basically half of everybody who played them. But that was the sport. Football wasn't anything... No, I understand. I mean, that was the sport, right? The heavyweight champion and baseball. Right. No, I, and I look, I, I realize that, and I understand that. I mean, it's a, it's a national sport for a reason. I just think it's more upsetting when somebody doesn't get in. I'm more upset when somebody doesn't get into the Hall of Fame. Like who? Well, right Edgar now. Martinez? Who? Right, yeah, right now, Edgar. I mean, he he's likely to get in, but if he doesn't get in, I mean, that's a travesty. He's the DH, wasn't he? He was, but he won multiple batting titles. So what happened to five tool players? I mean, those are the guys that impressed me. What about you? They're pretty good too. But how about this? So step? how many tools did he have? He he had. Well, first of all, he he, he power drill. It, and he did look his stats batting wise were incredible. He's one of the few. Well, that's what fantasy has done to sports. But not only that, but when you look at his stats, his stats compare to some of the great of all greatest of all time. He has he bats over three hundred. He has a career average of over three hundred. And in the era that we're looking well, at, if you can concentrate on doing one thing, it's yeah. got to be easier, no? I, I understand that, but but, yeah. but I don't know. It's not like anybody gets in. No, and look, I'm not. You can build a case for everybody. Yes, you can build a case for everybody, but not everybody should get in. But I'm upset when those who should get in don't get in. And you know what? That's... Well, if they don't get in for 20 years, you got another committee. And then you got an ancient committee. And that, it doesn't end. But we know that we, we know if you get in the back way in one of these committees, it doesn't count as much as getting in the front door like everybody else has. You know, Henderson and Ruth and Aaron and Mays and Kershaw, um Koufax, like all of the ones who went in through the front door, we give them the kudos. And then the ones that come in the back door, you're like, oh, were they there? Okay. Like, it doesn't really matter if they get in the back way. But what I'm saying is that, you know, and and historically, you know, in the past when Jim Bunning wasn't, uh, wasn't inducted in, 
the well, following political. right but the following year all of the writer like so many writers put in blank ballots and they let nobody in the following year because they were so upset that Jim Bunning wasn't voted in now to be fair that were they would have been yelling at themselves and not the hall of fame itself uh, look right. the the hall of fame is not a perfect thing but first of all it's in a beautiful part of new york i mean if you've ever go to glimmerglass it's really yeah, unless nice. you're looking for a job well i mean then upstate New York, you can forget about it. Yeah, but that's why you but go to... That's life in America today. We focus on the on the cities, the big populations. Well, I think there is something to do that. But it, look, if, so, so if you go... about their forgotten man. There's many, you, many of them in upstate New York. If you go up to Cooperstown, New York, go during You'll the... you Pete Rose at a, at a table, a card table, hawking autographs. And if you go in the autumn, you will find some delicious apple products. Apple pie, <laughs> apple cider, you'll see glimmer glass. You'll go in and you'll think about baseball and you'll bring, a tear will be brought to your eye. So. The last time I was there, I yeah. was in the, um, the glass blowing factory there. Mm. Corning. Corning, good point. As yeah, I'm that midway. was very interesting. And they have a, when I was there a long time ago, but they have a room for employees if you want to go in there and let off some steam, smash some glass around. Hey, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Then <clears throat> go back to work and be a... Uh, a civilized person. So moving over really quickly, I know I haven't touched on fantasy football in a while, but now that it's week 15, now we start the playoffs. Uh, all Pretty much all um, all leagues start the playoffs this week. Um, I'm in three of the playoffs in my uh, Yahoo uh, teams. I'm in Alex's uh, consolation bracket, although he didn't pay attention to his game. Sorry to put you on blast, Alex, but come on. AJ Green was on the IR. What are you doing, dude? Um, so I'm in... So I'm in the playoffs in all three of my other leagues, including the. And Everyman who's League. ahead in all men, every man sports? Uh, that would be my wife's cousin Mitch, um, nice. who I just beat this week. Uh, thanks to and again talking about Gurley, he had Gurley and he fell flat on his face. But I tell you what, who had a, uh, Greg Kittle, the tight end for uh, for San Francisco, he had over 200 yards receiving, and also I had wow. Pat Mahomes, and he's unbelievable. So, so now I face uh, a high school friend of mine. Uh, Brian uh, Lee is also in the playoffs. She's in both the playoffs of her of her leagues as well. Perfect. So we'll see how far I go in those leagues as well. So, all right, Dad. Well, thanks very much for joining me this week. It's been fun. It has been fun. We'll see you later, Andrew. Take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.